Hey, and welcome to episode 40 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, with myself, Clark, and my lovely co-host, Ollie, discussing the hot topics from, from the week. Uh, you can follow us on twi- Twitter and Instagram. I can't talk properly this week. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you want to drop us an email, please do throw do so through sunfiretavern at gmail.com where you can tell that's not pre-recorded nope. hi ollie <laughs> hi hey hey clark how's it going how's uh how you feeling you uh, you all right I'm good uh well i've been a bit sick this weekend so okay. i've had um i've had what i thought was covid it's not covid um Excellent. it just turns out i've had a bit of a cold and a bit of a cough ah. um but but yeah so a bit worried about that but otherwise it's been fine I'm kind of bored um how was your weekend? How was your week? Yeah, my week's been pretty good. Uh, work again, still busy. Uh, but uh, found some time to what's it? Watch some, watch some new things. Uh, I went to the cinema this weekend, which is kind of crazy. Oh, what did you see? Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll talk about it in the in the what we've been watching and playing section. You know, can't can't jump ahead. You know, you got to tease out for listeners. Yeah, well, we've really got to push it out this week because we've got like three points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been a pretty quiet week, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think we're getting a little bit more noisy in the industry, but yeah, that has been a particularly quiet week this week. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess should I go over the agenda, or do you wanna you wanna you wanna take it? Our oh, three points. I, mean, I did do the intro, so I think I should do the agenda as well because I'm in control this week. I'm I'm, I'm being I'm being assertive. Assuming the whole thing. direct control. So our agenda is as follows: intro. We've done that bit. Uh, what we've been playing and watching. We'll do that next. Um, coming up, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Pirates Life uh, experience and see if these because I've got some things I want to say on it. Got okay. some things, some okay. points, got some points. just some little things. We're going to have a catch up on Loki. So this is a pre-warning of spoilers. If you've not caught up with Loki this week, and we're currently on the what are we on fifth of July today. Yeah, um, we're actually caught up with Loki up until what they're referring to as sort of the mid-season break, even though it's not really a mid-season break. Um, but we're going to be talking uh, at length about that because I know Wally's seen it as well. So again, yeah, spoiler yeah. warning, if you've not seen Loki up to this point, we we will warn before we're about to talk about it, but please do switch off at that point and then switch back on afterwards and, and, and recommend us to all your friends and buy the Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> um, we're also going to do... Uh, this week's Nostalgia Bite is about the video game stores of the 90s, something that doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. I want to go back and talk about how it was to be in a video game store in the 90s. And then if we get time, something that popped up just as I was finishing the agenda today, turns out the PS1 logo was 3D all along, but we can what? talk about more of that more about that as we go. Well, you know, that's a surprise ending for this podcast today that's maybe crazy. a cliffhander anything so i can't talk properly i don't know what's going on. i think I, I will apologize i'm a bit bunged up and i'm a bit cloggy so um i might cough and splutter but i've got my finger hovering over the mute button for whenever i do it's all right uh but ollie what have you been playing this week or watching or doing so, or experiencing as i uh mentioned earlier i went to the cinema uh and i haven't been to the cinema since um tenet came out and i talked about that on the podcast i mean Same. God, like what like six months mm. ago or something Yep. Jesus yep, yep. Christ, it's been so long. Anyway, um, so I went to go see uh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard because what was it? I love the first one. Okay, yeah. So, so this is it. If you watch the first one, um, it's like, you know, okay, objectively not really that great of a film, but it's just really dumb and really funny, and it knows what exactly what it is. You know, it's Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson just dicking around basically basically going off script the entire time <laughs> yeah it's great it, it was fantastic it was, it's good fun and the sequel i don't think it's as good as the first one but it is also still in that same vein of just like knows exactly what it is really dumb like the plot is the plot is actual garbage but it's all the character moments and the comedy bits that are like 10 out of 10 
also for some reason has Morgan Freeman in it. So. Right. Okay. So he's back. He's back for another thing. Is he playing the voice of God? No, but you That's can tell they always, do, you know, they do the classic Morgan Freeman thing of him being like a, uh, you know, a sort of wise character kind of thing. He always is because yeah. he has that voice. Like, yeah, it's pretty great though. The 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 film has a lot of really really funny moments, and Salma Hayek has like more of a major role this time. Um, so it's kind of like about the three of them as opposed to just uh, Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, oh my god, it goes, it's just so over the top and dumb, uh, and it's like definitively a 2 out of 10 film, but man, it was a good time just going going to the cinema and just, you know, watching it and just kind of like eating nachos and zoning I, I out. did super enjoy the first one, like, I, I, I went in with no expectations or any knowledge of what it was. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a comedy, I thought it was like a serious movie. Sat down. Loved it. Loved yeah. every second of it. Like it was so much fun that movie was. Yeah. So so if you, I, I would say if you enjoyed the first one, definitely give this one a shot. Uh, it's just more. It's just more of the same. You know, more dumb fun. Uh, Antonio Banderas is also in it. You know, so uh, if you like okay. him, yeah. Well, I definitely need an excuse to go to the cinema because there's so much choice right now of I think that movie and that's it, isn't it? It's like that and that. Then there's a new Disney movie coming out, the animated one. Uh, Luca. Or... Yeah, Luca. Yeah, yeah. Which looks kind of cool. Like, yeah, it's got like he befriends a mer merman, merboy, merperson. I think they're both like mermaids, but they're pretending like they're like humans. And there's like, all a... the scenes where, like they spit on each other and and become mermaids for a second because they get wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to give that a watch as well, but I'll definitely give this one a try. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, give it a shot. Um, and then what I've been playing, uh, more of more of a uh, Guilty Gear, more of um. League of Legends, but also, uh, you know that game I was talking about a while ago called Muck? Uh, I think it's like, free, is that free to play? That sort of like, it was made by a YouTuber. Um, it was like a free to play sort of roguelike, multiplayer roguelike, that's supposed to be like Risk of Rain combined with like a survival game. Um, did you talk about this with me? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like two weeks uh, ago. I think it was on a few well, a few weeks ago or something. I clearly oh, was God. listening intently because oh, uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. all googling this game now. <laughs> well, it got it's gotten some updates recently. So they they before it didn't really have an ending, uh, but now he's added in like a like a final boss fight and like streamlined the gameplay, like you know the, the difficulty curve, and it's actually quite fun. Also support. I mean, it's free to play, right? Which is great, and you can just like download it and play it with like a couple of friends. Like, I don't think there's actually a max player limit. So I've seen some YouTubers playing it with like ten people, and it just seems like a really dumb fun time. So yeah, I was playing through that the other day with a friend, and um, that was quite fun. Um, we we didn't manage to fight the final boss or get to them, but um, yeah, I think it's really. I think that's a a good old fun time if you're looking for a game to play with friends. Uh, Added it to my follow list, and I'll download it later and give it a try. Oh I yeah, for sure. Right now, because you know we've got important things to do. So. Yeah, yeah. Like if you've got your you know, your your usual sort of friend group or whatever, you know, it's just a like for an evening. It's really small. It's like a quick download, and it's just dumb fun. You literally right click, join someone on Steam, get into a game. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So yeah. What have, uh, apart from that, what else have I been watching? Um. Oh, I'm planning to start watching this anime series that's been uh, on Crunchyroll. I think it just finished. It's called um, Odd Taxi. Um, oh, I've so, heard of this. Yeah, why have I heard of anime. Why? Have, tell me why I've heard of anime. Is this famous? Uh, I don't know. As in, like, it it recently finished airing, but apparently it's like one of the best written like did, like mystery animes uh, like that's come out. Apparently, it's like super. I've, I've heard just like really really good reviews about it also it's one of these animes because like anime for, for some reason seems to be going through like a furry phase where like 
there's just so many animated TV series about um like all I the mean, characters that add through. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've all had that phase, right? But you know, like this is about like you know, there's, all the characters are like anthrop- anthropomorphic. So it's kind of like um Agretzko, if you've seen it on Net- Netflix or Beastars, uh, or like Zootopia, kind of thing, right? So, but it doesn't really acknowledge that the characters are animals in this. They just happen to be. But apparently, like the but this show has been described as kind of like um you know dialogue like the same kind of dialogue as like a Tarantino film. Um, okay. But also with like a really good mystery that's kind of like wrapped up very well. So um, yeah, oh, I'm, sounds cool. it sounds like cool. it's like it's like right, and it's also like sort of like you know in the same vein as a Tarantino film of having all these characters who have different you know like separate plot lines and stuff like that, and seeing how they all weave together and how they're all relevant to the story at the end. Um, so yeah, it's like right up my alley. So uh, I plan to start watching that tonight. Um, but yeah, and then I think I can already. Yeah, we're going to talk about Loki later, so that's also what I'm watching. Yes, we are. But yeah, so um, what about you? What have you been playing watching, Clock? Um, so I've obviously caught up with Loki, but we can talk about that in a little bit. Mm. I played a little bit more Monster Hunter Story 2, the demo. Uh, ended up downloading the original on the 3DS emulator. Oh, okay. Um, starts out great, but it's so buggy that you can't really play it because it's really bugged uh, on this emulator. Like, It has this like super blurry um, filter Ooh. when you go into battle, which is like times 10 blurred uh, on the emulator. Oh, and I, no. I can't fix it, so I've given it. It's fine. Like, it, it might encourage me to buy it on the 3DS and not emulate it, yeah. um, which is you know, a good thing. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been playing... Oh, I started playing Uncharted 4. Oh, really? Finally. Yeah. We've been talking about it for so many weeks. Um, I finally started playing. That game is good. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, really good. Uh, so I've got past the intro. Um, sp- spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played Uncharted 4. Very early game spoilers here. But I've met his brother. Um, I've re-met his brother. And we're now uh, doing the bit where you go through to collect. the. We're going through like an art gallery in Italy. Yeah. Um, and it just plays like a movie. Like, I don't yeah. want the gameplay. I just want the cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> it's just that North Dog magic, right? Like they're yeah. just so good at like doing cinematics now. That yeah, just so good. Like, and and it good. it just it's so much fun to play. Like the the character building is so good. Um, like Elena is really really cool. She's like really sassy now because she's obviously older. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, I'm probably gonna cough. Just bear with me one second. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh no, I'm dying today. Uh, but yeah, so I really enjoyed playing that, and I'm I'm kind of getting into that. Um. Played a bit more of the Sea of Thieves uh, Pirate's Life expansion, but um, we'll talk about that as we get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have been playing? Oh, yeah, downloaded Puyo Tetris 2. Uh, oh, Puyo Pop Tetris 2. I have so that I... on Switch as well. No, I got it on Steam because oh, I got okay, it for okay. £6 on Steam. Oh, shit. Like, it, it's as good as the first one because I've got both of them now. Yeah, they're um, great. And it's great. Like, it's really great fun. Like, I'm nowhere near as good as it as I thought I was, but I'm now learning how to do combos in Puyo as well. Because um, I wasn't very good at the combos before. Exciting. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love so, that like, game. stacking up the colors and making them drop on top of each other, which is kind of cool. Um, and then we played a bit of Tetris Effect last week because I had some friends over, and we ended up playing that for like, a couple of hours and getting really frustrated as we watched someone. Because I was teaching someone how to play Tetris properly. Okay. Like, how to stack and how to prepare. Yeah. For, like, how to prepare your, like, double and triple Tetrises. Um... And he he got to the point where he was about to do a triple, like he had all of it stacked up, mm-hmm. and he put he got the the four block like the line, and he just slid it down the side where it was going to go, and then just as it was about to drop, he accidentally tapped turn, and uh... it completely screwed the whole thing and blocked the whole map, and he died. I, th- I mean, I've never been so frustrated at watching someone play a game in all my life. <laughs> yeah, that's like up there. If you were to make like a YouTube compilation of like most unsatisfying things, yeah, like yeah, it's, that. that's, yeah, that's yeah. up there. 
That's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. God. So, so we've been playing that, um, played a bit more Mario Kart, and a few, but not really anything major other than Overwatch this week, where I've actually been catching up with some old friends in Overwatch. Oh, um, that's pretty much been my week. But uh, TV-wise, um, I've actually been watching Misfits, which I think I talked about last week a little bit. Yes. Uh, which is the TV series about a load of chavs that get superpowers and they're kind of assholes, but they deal with it. And I'm loving it. Like, I love that show. If, I, I can't remember. Did, did you say you've seen it? No, I haven't. But I was going to say, like... Really uh, good. You know, for our, for our non-British li- listeners, what's a chav? <laughs> chav is a, um, a a person of low education and low means, usually, who is kind of rough and kind of aggressive. They usually dress wearing tracksuits and uh, caps, like, way up on the top of their head. Uh, and they're kind of violent and a bit stupid. Uh, and they drink a lot. That's pretty much what a chav is. Would you say that's fair? I think that's fair. Fair. I'm not sure about yeah. the the low intelligence or low education, but well, they, they're just, they're they, just, they do tend to be rough, you know. They're just dickheads. That's, that's yeah, they're really dickheads. Um, so which could... again is another word that Americans won't know either. A dumb, a, a dumbass. A dumb, a dumb, a, a dumbass. A, a dumbass. There you go. Dumbass. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, that's what I've been doing this week, and I'm really enjoying catching up with Misfits. I'm just coming to the end of season one now, and it's at the point where it's all getting a bit crazy, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's been my week. What's your favorite superhero, like superpower from Misfits? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so one of them has the ability to make people do what she wants them to do. Mm. So she 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 only she's only in one episode, and she they're, they're, in fact I'm going to segue off this one, but um, she she can effectively say something and they will do it. So she keeps saying, "You can be a better person. You don't have to be." You don't have to be crappy. And she turns everyone into like this cult-like status. Yeah. I would use that just to make people a little bit less crap around me. Mm. Like, I wouldn't build a cult. I'd just make people be a bit better around me. I'd be like, you don't need to be smearing your poop on the staircase. You could be cleaning the staircase. Like, that kind of thing would be my, my goal. But yeah. there, there is an episode. This is not a power I want, but it's also one of the best superpowers I've ever seen in a, in a, in a superpower show. And it's the guy, he's called a lactomancer. Can you guess what that means? Does that mean that he, like produces milk or kind of like can influence milk he can influence milk anything with lactose in it there's also like a a really funny little thing in the middle of it where they, where they have an argument about what is and what isn't milk like it's a custard cream does that count because um, it's custard it's not yeah. really milk um, and he tries it he can make it like vibrate but he can't make it move because it's not fully milk oh my um, God. but yeah so he has this ability and he becomes like um, he, he gets featured by uh, a load of pe- like a load of uh, marketing agents. So he becomes like a TV celebrity and stuff, and he does tricks. He's like the Darren Brown of Lactomancy, right? Um, <laughs> but then the, the 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 misfits get discovered. So the the main characters, and they've got pretty badass powers. Like one of them can uh, clone himself, another one can go invisible and and travel through time, uh, another one can touch people and make them immediately have sex with them. Yeah. And then another one is a mind reader, but she becomes a rocket scientist later on down the line. Hmm. Um, and he gets super threatened by them, so he has to use his lactomancy to kill them. So what does he do? Have a guess what he does. Does I mean, does he like throw milk at them and then manipulate? No, the no milk? you're going. No, no, you're going too far. Like, how how would you get someone to die with milk? What would you do? I mean, try and drown them, or like they consume the milk, and then you like yep. when the milk is inside yeah, 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 them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly that. So he invites them for, for food, and he makes them like milk-based products, and then he suffocates them from the inside by making the milk expand. Oh my god. Did it, does it work? On some of them, yes, but one of them can't die, so it doesn't do anything to him. Oh my god. 
so yeah, I've been, I mean, that's just a weird segue into Misfits, but really recommend you watch this show. Like, it's really smart. Yeah. It's it's like Black Mirror level of writing. Like, it's very, very smart, very I, self-aware. I heard it's really good, and then it gets really bad or really weird. Because it, I think it, it, gets, suff- it gets super bad. Yeah, because <laughs> didn't it suffer from, you know, there was that... Um... The writer's strike. Yeah, the writer's strike, that was it, yep. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It was around the same time, I think, as Lost. Yeah, that hit the writer's stroke as well. It was a load of shows that got completely screwed up. It was Lost and, and Heroes. Really obviously got screwed up. Yeah, Lost Heroes and Misfits, and then there were some other ones I know. Yeah, that's a show we've never talked about. Heroes. I'm, I'm not. I'll be honest with you, Clark. I've not seen any of these. I just know them because that's what was in the Zeitgeist when I was growing up, and I just I'm, heard everyone talking about them. And I was like, I'm, I'm too busy playing my you, video games. I'm surprised that you've not seen Heroes because that that has got you written all over it. Yeah, like, I know, I know, like the the bad guy Siler or whatever is that his name, Siler. Um, but he sounded of, like. I mean, in, in one season, he's a bad guy. I mean, he sounded like a really cool character. Isn't like the concept of him, him as a character. Uh, well, like up until up until the weird shit starts taking place and it goes a bit off the rails, he's an amazing bad guy. He's got like multiple layers. Like, yeah. it's about exploring why he's a bad guy. Yeah, which I think is really cool. Like those kind of like in depth character. Like, yeah. Things, yeah, I'm I'm surprised you've not seen that one because, like that that's very much a you show. Mm-hmm, for sure. But I loved Heroes. I loved it. I I really really enjoyed it. I go back and watch it every now and again as well because the first season specifically is brilliant. Apart from the one side story about, um, I think her name's Jessica. And she has the power to be stronger sometimes, oh. or have a twin who's stronger sometimes. You know, it, it's never quite explained. Like, but every now and again, she just massacres someone, and she has no control over it because it may not be her doing it; it might be a twin. What? Very weird. But her story is so boring. Um, everyone else's stories is great, but hers is just like, could we just get back to the cool shit now? It'd be like if you were watching One Division and it kept cutting over to Captain. America and the Falcon Spiders, whatever it's got. Know, <laughs> the the Falcon Spiders? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Actually. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's what I said. You didn't listen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, check out Heroes. Uh, check out Misfits. These are all great shows that you're missing. Yeah. I will, um, I will, I will add them to my never-ending list. The Abyss, you know, of things, I, of, of lists of things I need but to watch. But yeah. we could go on to our first point, which yeah. is Sea of Thieves. I'll, I'll try and be brief on this one, because I know you haven't played it, so... Um, I've, I've, play, I've played Seed of Thieves. I haven't played the new expansion, though. I had a brief that, uh, you know, I played Sea of Thieves over lockdown with a few friends, uh, just getting into it. And yeah. Um, so, what, so what, how has the new, um, yeah, how, how's the new expansion? Like, how do you even start it? That's a good, that's a good place to start. Like, how do you even start? Is it just like a book you find on an island or something? Like, the, like the other it's quests? Menu. Okay, so it's literally you just select it. So you you select. I want to do the 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 pirate's life. Uh, right. You you hire your crew and you pop into a game. And at that point, you're on a shared server with <laughs> with with other people who are doing the doing it as well. Yes, but it is instanced. So you get the little story told to you by the the NPC, which which starts out really cool. Although the story does take a little bit long to go over. Like you're at a point where you're like. I just want to play the game now. Could you shut up, please? Yeah. Um, and she, she will then finish telling her story, which which is essentially the the, the Calypso character voice from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean three. Yeah. Like you must go, and well, I can't do that voice. No, 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 no. That was not even close. But uh, she tells, she tells you the story. You then get some stuff in your inventory, and then this beam of light appears behind this like. So, so it puts you at the center of the map, and in the center of the map has always been this like archway that had nothing that. could... It, it didn't do anything, but that now has become like the portal to the land of the dead. So you sail through, and then the 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 the, the stuff starts, and it starts off fun. 
Like, I, I admit it's very inventive. Like, it, it effectively starts off like you're on the ride. So, you know right. the, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it, it makes out that you're on that ride. Like, you're, you're going through the, the intro process of, like, being introduced to the pirates. All the voice clips are taken directly from the ride as well. So, like, they're actually taken from... I've, I've been on the ride multiple times, and it's the same sounds. Like, it's right. the same voices. Okay. So, like, there's, there's a guy going, turn back, or whatever, and it's, it's really weird. Um, you go through that, and then you go through these caverns and stuff, and it's kind of fun. There's a few puzzles to solve. It's a bit tutorially, like, to the point where you're like, okay... I've been playing this game for years. I know this game. You don't need to drip feed it that that much. Yeah. Um, and then you beat Jack Sparrow, and then he disappears. Um, so you meet him. He's in a pr- prison. You let him out. He disappears for a bit, and then he pops back, and then you're on the ship together, and you do some bits and pieces. And then there's this fight where you feel like Jack's going to be part of the fight, but he's like in his own little scripted fight against one crab, like this crab uh, boss thing. Oh, Meanwhile, yeah. you're killing like 20 of them, and he's fighting one really slowly, I mean, making sounds... him look a little bit crappy. I mean, that sounds kind of... I mean, is he fighting the crab in a serious way or in, like, a jokey way? No, it's, it's like City Jack way. You know, okay, like... yeah. But, but what they've done is it seems like they've tried to distance the character from Johnny Depp. Right. So okay. it's obviously a new voice actor. It's not Johnny Depp doing the voices. And they've, they've taken some of the mannerisms away as well. Do you know how uh, Jack used to, like, sway around and do all that weird stuff? Yeah, like... Really like, do that. Strangely dainty. I guess. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't really do that. Like, occasionally he'll do like a little flourish or something, but he doesn't do the usual Jack Sparrow stuff. And it feels like they've tried to take the Johnny Depp out of the character. Mm. Which I would understand why they would have done that. Obviously, because Johnny Depp's been through some mess recently. I guess Disney are distancing himself from the character. Mm. Um, but either way, it sets itself up to be a really fun event. Like, it sets up all these new mechanics and stuff and teaches you all this stuff, but it just never really lands. Like, we did we did the second mission last night, and it took us about two hours to do this mission. And there were just so many points where we, where we weren't intrigued or excited; we were bored because, like, it would introduce you this mechanic where because uh, uh, one thing it does now is it, it gives backstory to what the mermaids are. Right. So okay. you go to, you go to the mermaids like capital, and you meet them, and you interact with them in whatever way, uh, and you meet the final like like the the, the big boss because she's obviously super evil because she leads these like really mean mer people. Right. Um, okay. She tries to kill you constantly throughout the mission. She keeps throwing like more and more tests at you to try and kill you, and then you eventually fight her. And a big kraken as well, which is kind of cool. Um, but it's it, it all sounds exciting, but none of it is exciting because it's done in such a way where the signposting for what you have to do is so weak and so obscure that you just spend hours just running back and forth, t- pulling levers or shooting things and just seeing if something changes. Right. Um, okay. So so what you get to is you get to these caverns where you have to raise the water level continually to swim up to the next tier. Mm-hmm. To do that, you have to you have to make these three mermaid statues pose in a certain way which is just hit them and they their arm goes up down or holds halfway right okay so 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 we we did that and then you get to the next area and then it's the same thing but then this time you have to find the statues because they're hidden away somewhere and then we get to the third room and nothing's obvious and the room is massive there's like a, a lift in it and stuff where you go up and down and we must have spent an hour just running around this room trying to work out what to do we we'd solved the puzzle but we just couldn't work out how to do the puzzle because it, we couldn't see the final statue that you hit to finish the puzzle. Uh... Turns out it just it was right in front of us, 
because um, you have to look through this window to, to shoot the mermaids, and then to the right of the window is the statue. We just didn't notice it. Oh. So we spent, like, ages running around. That was really boring. And then we got to the final boss fight, which was this big Kraken encounter, and there's tentacles everywhere, and everything is shootable, but nothing really reacts when you shoot it, and there's no health bar. Oh. So you don't know if you're actually doing anything. And we spent about 20 minutes, like, shooting the tentacles, which is how you normally kill a Kraken in, in the game. Yeah. And, like, like doing damage but nothing gave us feedback so in the end we had to google it and work out what was going on it just says just shoot loads of cannonballs into the face and that's it oh. so we just kept shooting the face again it didn't react and then eventually it just dies oh, and it was like that's not great yeah, it was it was it was boring like and it was such a shame because it it's got so much potential but it it's just not really hitting it yeah. to the point now where my mates have been like oh we don't really want to carry on this and i'm like i really want to finish it i just want to see more Oh but right! So, it, so, so. so so that's not the end of the pirate's life thing. That's no, no. Like... That's that's mission two of like I think ten missions. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. So it's like a full long. on like experience. Like it's 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 a full on tall tale like list. Yeah. Uh, it might it might be less than ten missions. Like I might, I might be over exaggerating. I'm not sure exactly how many missions it is, but mm. um. But yeah, very disappointing. And I'll, I'll, for something I was this excited about, I'm, I'm disappointed by it. So um. The lack of and... feedback just sounds like bad. Just sounds not great, man. Like yeah. Yeah, and and it it's also super buggy as well. They fixed some of the bugs, but I don't think Disney are at all happy with the way that it's been presented. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. I was Disney, I'd be very unhappy. It's a shame because it's a great IP and a great tie-in as well. But it is, it's not terrible. It's just not great. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah. Um. But yes, yeah, so that's my update on Sea of Thieves, and I'm I'm glad that the game still survives, but it feels like they're sort of digging in the dirt now. Yeah. Which is not a great place for that game to be. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't really recommend a pirate's life unless they do something pretty spectacular to it soon. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you say they're digging in the dirt, but that's literally what you do in the game for treasure. So hey, you'd, you'd hope you'd hope they they uncover some treasure, you know, soon. He's a funny man. That's me. Uh, yes, that's what you do as a pirate. You dig in the in the dirt and yeah. But I mean, it's a shame because I feel like that game has such potential and also has like a pretty good player base. But it just seems like there's just no long-term progression they, they just oh, no. they haven't nailed it like the, the, the i would i would argue with you there because you say the game has potential i think the game has definitely reached its potential like it is the game that it, it was sold as i guess now but, yeah okay yeah fair enough yeah there is a literal metric ton of stuff to do in that game i've just done it all like i've yeah. finished it I've, I've done all the pirates legend stuff um i've completed all the factional stuff we've done all the we've even done pvp which i hated um, we've explored the entire map multiple times. Like, I know it back to front. I know every island back to front. We found all the secrets. We've done all the tall tales. The only thing left is this pirate's life thing, and it's just not great. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I really do think Sea of Thieves is a fantastic game. Like, oh, that's fast. Well worth playing. Uh, I know you've played it occasionally, but for any of our listeners out there, I would recommend if you've got a group of friends, particularly three or four friends total, uh, Sea of Thieves is a fantastic game. Hmm. Saying that, we played a bit of Overcooked 2 this week as well, and that, by the way, is amazing until you hate your friends while you're playing it. Yeah, Overco yeah. oh my god. I mean, when the first Overcooked came out, I remember um, I went to a friend's house and we were playing, and we literally played from, like, day to night, like, the, like overnight, kind of, like, through the early early morn, just three-starring everything. Yeah, we yeah. just three-starred everything. But it got to a point where we were so efficient with everything we did, if one person made a mistake, another person would just pause the game, instantly restart the mission. And it was like, you know, like, kind of like this, like, silent, passive-aggressiveness of people being like, come on, like, come on, 
do do your fucking job kind of thing. But I mean, yeah, it was a lot of fun in terms of like you know like the early game and then like learning how to get like improve and stuff like that, and also just how accessible the game is. Like it's really good. But like you said, yeah, until you start hating your friends and things get like unnecessarily stressful. But uh, yeah. Maybe that's just the group of friends that I have that I played it with. Yeah, it, it, it's a good game if you hate your friends and you want to get rid of them. Like that, That's what Overcooked excels in, is getting rid of your friends. <laughs> yeah, I never played Overcooked 2, but it always looked like it was really good. Like, all, all the stuff they way, added. Way like, yeah. you know, like the ability to throw items and all these other yep. things. Yeah. So, like... so we've just done the level where you have to throw items because you're on two rafts. Yeah. And I've got all the chopping boards and he's got all the cookers. Mm. So he throws them over to me to chop and then I throw them back to cook. But the problem is, is I didn't realize I was overloading his raft. Yeah, and it was just it was just filled with food, and he couldn't move. So I was like, <laughs> which, you know, you know me. Yeah. Um, but I've also I've been recommended another game, and you might have heard of this, but it only came up this morning when I was chatting to some friends. It's a game called Wildermyth. Uh, have you I, heard of it? No, not heard of this. What's that? So um, I'm gonna Google it as you talk about it. So it's it's a procedural RPG. Okay. Uh, it's party based. Uh, you're telling a story while you're playing it, um, but it, it's almost like you're playing with a dungeon master. But it's really, really well presented. Like it's very pretty. It's it's like little 2D art in a 3D world, um, and it, it looks gorgeous. Like it plays really well, and I'm really tempted by it because it's getting like massively positive reviews. Yeah, dude, it's got like 95. What is this? Like, yeah. So I'm I'm positive on. I'm yeah. sensing here another Valheim in terms of success. Like, I think this is going to smash it. Um, because, because it's effectively a Dungeons & Dragons-esque game without having to have a group of people, but it emulates the feeling that you're in a group. What's the gameplay like? Is it, like, t- uh, turn-based or, like... It's sort of... It, I mean, it's, it's as you play Dungeons & Dragons, so dice rolling and turn-based and that kind of thing. Okay, cool. But it, it looks it looks amazing. Um, so one thing, I was listening to one of the podcasts about it the other day, which is what got me talking about it this morning. And one thing they, they did is is on their quest... Uh, they encountered a gemstone in a wall, and they had the option of picking the gemstone out of the wall. And, and so he decided to try and pick the gemstone out of the wall. And you, you do like a, a roll to see if you're successful, and the roll was like middling. So he picked it out, and it shot across the room and went into his, his um, party member's eye and knocked his eye out. Oh my God. So that character then started to get overtaken by the gem. What? So over over the period of the game that he was playing, the the guy got like a gem sword for an arm and like a gem head and like his eye became like a gem as well and he became like a gemstone warrior. Yeah. And his stats all changed and stuff because he became this like this ridiculous new class. Yeah. Just because of that one tiny action. And that to me I was like, that sounds really cool. Yeah, that sounds like, really cool. Yeah. I'm yeah, watching I'm watching gameplay now as well and it looks very yeah, it looks very, very, very cool. Um, like this is one that I so, so this is another one of those dwarf romantic things to me where I heard someone talking about it, went to have a look and I was like, hmm, I like this. Mm. I'm into this. Um so yeah, that, that sorry sorry to sidetrack, but that's uh, another one that kind of stuck out to me. No, for sure, I might check this um, out. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna pick this one up, I think. Although I'm I'm working through god knows how many of the games at the moment, so probably shouldn't buy another one. But maybe I'll, oh no, there we go, just bought it. <laughs> hmm. Oh dear. Uh, but we can talk about that next week if you give that one a go. I don't know if you pick it up or not, whatever. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, yeah, I might give this a shot. Yeah, looks really good. So I guess on to the next point, which is the big one of the week, which is Loki, the mid-season finale. Ooh, yes. Ollie, what have you thought of Loki this week? I thought the last episode that happened was very good. As in, like, I, I mean, the plot is moving. I will say uh, the action sequences are a bit, I don't know, they feel a little bit campy. But, like, um, the the actual 
like it's getting interesting in terms of like you know what the hell is the TVA uh you know who 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 are all these characters where are they going also when they prune uh, spoilers by the way um when they pruned um Owen Wilson that was like oh no that was a big sad that was, that yeah. was a big sad for me I was like what the fuck but yeah that was that to me was like an um what's his name from Game of Thrones uh, uh remind me Sean Bean. Oh, Sean Bean. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. when they kill like a major character off in the first episode, that to me was a Sean Bean moment. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. yeah. But then, obviously, by the end of the episode, we realize that they're not being killed, they're being pruned out of the timeline and put somewhere else. Yeah. Is what's happening. It's like, also, um, obviously, oh my... we've already warned about spoilers here, but yeah, oh major God, spoilers that, for that. That stinger, that post credit stinger. Um, with they the or the different Lokis, but then yeah. there's a the little alligator or whatever it is. Did you not notice who one of them was? No, who it's are... Richard E. Grant. Wait, who's that? Oh, Ollie, be be more of a millennial. My God, Richard E. Grant is like a legend in film from like the nineties. Oh, um, what's he been in? God, <clears throat> sorry. Um, Richard E. Grant. God, he was in like loads of British movies. Like I think he was in Bridget Jones and stuff. He was oh. in. Um, I can't remember anything he's been in now. My brain has gone completely dead. Um, what was he famous for? Googling like, Christmas now. Carol. He's been in a few times. I know that. Um, How do the Baskervilles? He was in Doctor Who quite a lot. Oh, um, I, okay, I recognise this guy's face. I didn't see like when he was in. Um, I didn't recognise him in Loki. But I, I can see him now. Was he the one yeah, who was wearing the old, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. old yeah. school like yep, uniform? That was yeah. him. Yep. Oh my god! Uh, which is great to see him back on screen and in a weird role like that. But still great, mm. like very very happy there. He, I can't even think of anything he was in. I'm going to cheat and have a look at him online. Uh, he was in Star Wars, apparently. Actually, not been in anything of note by the looks of it. <laughs> like nothing that really makes. He sense. He was also in the Hitman's Bodyguard. <laughs> Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, but I yeah, Gosford Park and Sherlock. There we go. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that ending scene was was phenomenal. That to me was up there with that Scarlet Witch ending scene where she was um, sitting in her bedroom, like looking, reading the book and hovering. Yeah, it was so, very good. Some, yeah, some sort of impact to me, and just. I, so another thing I discovered: the actress who plays the woman who leads the what? What's it called? The CDC? No. Uh, TCG. Say that, say that the, one more time. What's the name of the, the Time uh, Consortium Group thing? What the TVA? TVA. Yes. Yeah. So, so the woman who runs the TVA is um, the same actress who plays the main character in the San Junipero episode of uh, Black Mirror. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the same actress. And oh. I, I was I was looking at a promo of it yesterday just by chance, and I was like. Hang on, she looks familiar, and it took me a minute to put them both together. And I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, that was kind of cool." But yeah, um, um, I thought. Yeah, go ahead. Tell, tell me more about Loki. Go nuts. Okay, so I thought it was really like, I'm, you know, when they did this, I feel like they didn't really pull, push enough into like when they did the reveal of being like, "Oh yeah, people at the TVA are variants." Um, I guess you know they made more of a bigger deal of it as the episodes went on, but like. Oh. Yeah, and now I guess, like, you know, the whole thing... You know, when we saw the Timekeepers, it just felt a bit lackluster. I guess it's supposed to, right? You know, like, but... It's fake. Yeah, because it's fake, right? But, mm. but like, I mean, even, like, you know, when you saw the Timekeepers speak, like, it's... I, li I literally had turned the subtitles on because I could not understand what they were saying. 
And uh, loads of people said the same thing. I didn't understand it either. Yeah, I had to turn the subtitles on. But, um, I mean, they're just chatting shit, really. Like, that's, yeah. you know, not really that much substance. But, uh, I mean, obviously they're fake. Uh, so what what are your theories? Are your theories that the main woman, the, 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 the sort of, like, main woman who was lying, I forgot her name, because I know Agent Mobius is... Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, no, not Lady Loki, not Sylvie. Uh, the the person running the TVA, or seems to be like high up in the TVA. Um, What's her name? I actually can't. Is it R- Ravonna? Is that her name, Ravonna? I'm not sure. The one who's friends with Owen Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's Ravonna. That's Ravonna. Ravonna. Okay. Yeah, Ravonna Renslayer is a. She's a character from the the comics. Ah, okay, cool, cool. cool. Um. And yes, Sylvie is the 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 woman who plays Loki. Yes, the other Loki. Yeah. Um. So my theory, and I don't know if this is obvious or not, is that I think this is all being orchestrated by another Loki, and he's trying to get rid of all the other Lokis across the timeline so he can be the only one. Ooh, that's, that's a good what I think it is. Yeah, because now the, the, the what led me to this is when you see um, the timekeepers and they're all like robots and a bit silly. Mm. He's literally the god of mischief, like he's a little shit, and that to me is something quite mischievous. Yes, that is true. So, like I, I don't know, I don't know what to think about that, but um, I, I think that. I mean, what's your theory? <sighs> okay, this is it. I'm like at a point where because of all this multiverse stuff and because of like how much they're going into it, like it could literally be anything, man. Like you know, I think that your idea of it being another like the TVA is being run by another Loki is kind of it's a good idea, but also. Does that mean that, you know, like, you know, when they were revealing things early on, being like, oh, you know, the Infinity Stones just don't work in the TVA, and that they are, like, they are they are this most powerful thing, and that they can time travel freely, you know, there must be some kind of godlike ent- there must be some kind of godlike entity that still created the TVA as a concept, right? Even if they're... Because it's hyper-powerful. Yeah, even if they're pretending yeah. like it's being run by these three, you know, mystical beings, whatever, and there is no such thing as the sacred timeline, you know, kind of thing. But also... You know, okay, so therefore, you know, here's my other thing, is that, like, you know, the sacred timeline, it seems like, I don't think that's actually a concept. I think there's something else that's, like, you know, obviously pruning these things that are supposed to happen or not supposed to happen. Um, Like, you know, the the bit where Sylvie and Loki are kind of, like, getting closer as they're about to die, and then suddenly there's, like, a huge spike of a nexus there. You know, it goes to show that, like, there's something... uh, Something else is something going happening. on, right? Yeah. yeah, something else is going on. Well, like, it's in, not to do fairness, with. Sorry, they, were, they were about to fall in love, weren't they? Yeah, but they were, yeah. they were about to kiss and do all that kind of stuff, and that that could have then generated an impossible Loki. Like, yeah. if they if they were to, because I mean, Loki's had sex with a horse famously in the past. Like, it, 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 there's a whole history to the the Loki character that's just bizarre. Yeah, because he's bisexual, but he's like omnisexual or something as well. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't matter who he's doing. Um. And. I think that that was going to lead to him and Sylvie having an impossible child, like a child that should never have existed. And, right. and this child would have been like the culmination of two gods. Okay, like, I see. And that's what I think is what was the, what that major nexus event was going to be, because that, that would have started a new timeline. But my, my theory on the reverse of that is I think that the, the, the sacred timeline is actually the one that shouldn't exist. And all the things that are branching off it are creating the actual multiverse which allows oh. for all the different things that go on in the multiverse of madness, which leads on to the whole Doctor Strange thing coming up next. I, right. I think. I see. But I, I don't know. I'm also a massive conspiracy theorist. So. Yeah, but I mean, like, ugh. yeah, I think it's just kind of getting complicated, right? In terms of like in the MCU, like how do we maintain all of these different 
timelines and different things, and I guess I guess you're not supposed to. You kind of just be like, well, you just go along for the ride, kind of thing. Yeah, right? there, there is an element of just fuck it, let's just have some fun. Yeah, it's like I mean, like you know, now they're coming up with like you know the next series is going to be like the Marvel What If stuff, you know, which is just yeah. going to explore random shit in the, all the multiverse. Random like, branches off in the multiverse, yeah, which which I like. Like I'm I'm happy for that as well because there is so much stuff in the Marvel universe that they didn't touch because it's too complicated. Yeah. And I feel like with Loki and WandaVision, they really are experimenting with that. Like, WandaVision more than Loki because it was very avant-garde. Like, it was very weird. Yeah, but I loved it. That was amazing. It was, it was great. Like, I mean, it, it's highly regarded as one of the best moments in the Marvel Universe now. Like, people loved um, WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. It, it was just great. That that experience of, of growing with that show as well, like, as, as it was, like, unloading and kind of giving you all the secrets, it was brilliant. Mm. It gave you just enough information and it withheld just enough information to be exciting the entire way through. Yeah, for sure. Loki is doing the same thing. I think I think it's doing it to less. I guess it's because with One Division there was also the novelty of the different sort of like time periods of television to keep yeah. you going. Whereas Loki doesn't really have that you know kind of uh, novelty hook. It is interesting in the concepts, and I love time travel and stuff like that, and you know all these other different things. Um, but like, yeah, I get I, and there's a lot of dialogue, and the characters are pretty cool. But it's like I don't know, it's just not. It's not quite hitting the same thing as One Division for me now, but I think as now we're moving into so so is there like a second half of Loki that's like not airing yet? It's going to air soon. Yeah, there's it's, there's no gap in the thing, but this is just the mid-season break. If it was to have a mid-season break, right? Okay, the, okay, okay. This, this is like the the the, the mid-season like cliffhanger. Right. But it, it carries on as normal next week. Like, it just carries on. Okay, cool, yeah. So, like... Yeah, but, but just, 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 just while you're there, sorry. You you were just saying that um, you don't think it has the same impact as WandaVision, yeah? Yeah. Do you not think that's because you've already seen WandaVision and they, therefore you know what to expect now? Like, WandaVision was a new surprise, and this is a similar surprise in the same vein. That's I guess what so. I think. I guess so. That's true, right? But I feel like this... Loki isn't, like, trying new types of, like, TV. Or, like, you know, like it's not like changing up the variety or has like it's that novelty hook right i think even if loki came out before wandavision wandavision would still be like more uh impactful or more interesting i think but like that's not to I'm say not that sure loki is but... yeah yeah i wouldn't say that that's not to say that loki's bad right but like it's it's exploring interesting things just in the marvel universe instead of just like this is just an interesting piece of television you know what i mean like one division on its own kind of stands up as like a really weird and interesting concept to explore through like these like, through the Marvel universe, I guess. But even if it was detached from the Marvel universe, the idea of like you know this like you know kind of going through different eras of TV as the series goes on, but there's something underneath going on. I think that as itself, even detached from Marvel, was an interesting concept, right? Whereas like for Loki, it's kind of like yeah, like. It's, it, I feel like it's more propped up by the fact that people are invested in the Marvel Universe, if you get what I mean. And that's not a bad thing. It's just like, yeah, for me, like, as like a... It's just my, my, my I guess, my over-analysis, I guess, of like, which one I prefer. But also that, you know, I'm still enjoying Loki, and I think now, as I was going to... What I was going to say was... Uh, I feel like now it's going to get to the point where it's like super interesting. Like, this idea of like having all these other Lokis in this other, like, where, wherever they are, wherever they get pruned for pruned into it's going to be like really interesting and it's going to be really cool as a concept if anything it's going to be really fucking funny so like i'm, it's I'm excited it's gonna have a very interesting ending yeah yeah, yeah. i'm i'm, I'm and... excited for it now but i think like the f the earlier episodes were like good 
and they got more better as things went on. More things about the TVA were revealed, but yeah, it's kind of like building up into like this like big thing. See, but yeah. Well, that's the thing is they're also utilizing Tom Hiddleston in the best possible way. Oh, for sure. Like, like they're getting so much mileage out of him because he's a fantastic actor, actor, and like the, he he's just really in the right place for this role. Yeah, he's doing a great he's job. So good. He's doing yeah, a great yeah. job. Yeah. And the actress who plays Sylvia as well, absolutely smashing it. They're both great actors. I'm really enjoying watching their back and forth. And yeah. Owen Wilson playing another version of Owen Wilson that is sort of the one that we remember. Yeah, exactly. He was a bit more of a grown up. Yeah, it's so weird because it's like it's very much like it's, it's Owen Wilson playing o- Owen Wilson again, right? But but in a, in an older way. I mean, at some point they've got to make him say like, "Wow." Yeah. You know? but they wow. haven't they, they haven't got it yet. I bet they're sa- they're saving it. They're saving it, 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 it. We we all know it's coming. We know it's coming. He's gonna get a jet ski and he's gonna see the jet ski and he's gonna get on it. He's gonna rev the engine. He's gonna go, "Wow." Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's definitely happening. So that, that was Loki. Obviously, we're both really enjoying it and very much looking for I would also love to hear from anyone listening, if you've got uh, anything to say about the show, please tell us. I'd love to hear your conspiracies. Yeah. One of the things I really enjoyed about WandaVision was kind of doing some conspiracies with Ollie, Ollie and then recapping at the end and being like, okay, well, maybe we missed that one. And yeah, exactly. this one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's fun. So please do write in. Send, send us an email to... I was about to give my personal email address there. <laughs> Sunfiretavern at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to hear your your your, your feedback on on Loki or anything we've been talking about today. Yeah. Um, so next up, we've got our nostalgia bite, which is our weekly section where we look back at something from the past, something from my history and Ollie's long history. Um, <laughs> and this one, I think Ollie was alive for this. I think you were born in that you were around in the nineties. I was around. I I I was born in the in the age in the year of ninety four. You know, God, I really butchered that sentence, didn't I? So young. It's unfair. I am. I'm um, quite young. Yes. So, in the 90s, you had video game stores, shops, uh, places where you could go and have a very unique experience that you can't really get anymore, which is where you'd walk into a shop and be surrounded by nerds. Yeah. And talk to nerds about nerdy stuff while looking at video games. And it was great. Mm. You'd be in this environment that you don't really have any control over. Um, there's marketing all around, but it's all like, buy this game, buy that game. These games are great. These games are great. And there'd be just millions of boxes and, and magazines and T-shirts and God knows what else. It was like a, a modern version of the comic book store. Um, and it, it's sad that that doesn't exist anymore because we used to have multiple variants of these shops. So we had GameStation, Game... EB, uh, which was Electronics Boutique, and... Um, so this was in the UK? Yeah. This is in the UK. In the UK, yeah, the UK. Right we had CEX, and then a few others, yeah. like, little independent shops. And, and every town had their own little, like, local game shop Yeah, as well. the independent one, yeah. 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 So mine was a shop called Entertainment Exchange, and here's a little bit of backstory. Um, I worked in this shop for... Uh, illegally, by the way. Illegally. I was underage, and I was working for Cash in Hand on Saturdays. Uh, doing far too much work for far too little money for someone who wasn't actually legally aged to, to work. Oh, God. What, um, what, what, they, what, what do they have you doing? Like, stocking shelves? Or, like... like serving. Being oh, at the Oh, wow. Oh, my I God. Was, I knew everything about video games. So I was a great person to have selling games. Oh, I mean, uh, fair enough, yeah. And, until uh, my most shameful moment ever in my life, they caught me stealing. <gasps> um, I stole God. a couple of N64. I know, I know. But I was like, I mean, I was like 13. I didn't know the, the ramifications of my actions. Wait, you were, oh, what? You were serving the till at 13? Yeah. Yes, I told you, it was all illegal. Um, so uh, I got caught stealing. Uh, it was a couple of N64 games. Uh, the police got involved. But they obviously didn't get arrested because I was 13, but they 
turn to put my house on the night that my parents were supposed to be going to see a Blues Brothers reunion. No. Like, this is how much I remember this. So they obviously didn't go and see it. Um, and ever since then, I regret to see it. Like, I've never stolen anything since. Like, I mean, what a way to have it flipped. Understandably so. That's a Nexus event right there, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that, that was one of those, like, um, like set moments in time that I could never go back and change. Yeah. Um, and as a result, I got banned from the shop. Mm. And I went back to that shop, like, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, and the woman in there remembered me and told me to get the fuck out of her store. Are you I serious? Like, I was like, listen, woman, like, I, I not listen, woman, but listen, <laughs> she's horrible, this woman. She's absolutely awful. She's really mean. She's very aggressive. Well, not leaving a very nice review. No. Um, and she, she was like, get out. Like, you, you're never welcome in my shop again. I was like, look, it's been 15 years. Can we not just bury the hatchet? I'm just here to have a look. That's all. And she's like, I don't trust you. Get out of my shop. Like, she's like, ranting and raving and throwing boxes at me. Oh, my um, God. And now that, now that shop shut down. I'm really sad to see that. That is mm. a shame. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> believe she remembered. That remembered. I mean, like... Uh, she was guess... one of those people that really holds a grudge. So. Yeah, I mean, sounds like it. Um, but yeah. Wow. That's... <laughs> what a story. I mean... Okay, okay, Hon. What games did you steal, Clark? Was it worth it? I mean, no, it wasn't worth it. It was five absolute crap video games, <sighs> is what it was. What, what, like, do you remember the games? Yep. What Million Twist? What the fuck? Exactly. Mischief Makers. Okay, that's a banger, but <laughs> no, it's not. Whoa, we're gonna have another. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. However, Blast Corp, which was also a banger. Phenomenal. Also phenomenal, well worth stealing. Bomberman 64, uh, another great game. Another right. great game. All right. And then uh, Jet Force Gemini, which I never got to play. Uh, 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 I never got to play it. I would say that's, you know, three of those games there, they're worth going to jail over, dude. Yeah, but the two that I did play, not worth it at all. What? Mischief Makers? Mischief Makers and Chameleon Twist, you, they were terrible. You take that back. No, right now. That I forgot that game existed until you said those names, and that game, you know, you you literally picked up my brain. You did a little bit of a shake, shake, and that was it. And I, all the memories of that game came back. That game is sick. I'm actually gonna download that game on an emulator and play it later today. Interestingly enough, that shop I'm just looking at it online now has now become a CEX. <laughs> oh well, I mean, they just added a C in front of the name, didn't they? Oh, so. well, I'm I'm looking at the, the there's a, there's a, a photo taken inside the shop. And one of the managers is there wearing the Entertainment Exchange uh, outfit, and she would have hated that. Ooh. Oh, God, I'm so happy to see this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Vindication. But, yeah, I mean, I remember, like, you know, going to video game stores, uh, you know, being quite young. Um, and just, like, you know, that was, like, hard, like the, the olden day equivalent of just, you know, just going out and looking. You had to just look through all the different, like, boxes and video game, you know, sort of. It like, was fun. Yeah, it was fun, right? And then, you know, you just kind of, like, ask people, like, is this a good game? Would you recommend this? And also just, you know, kind of just looking at all the different games and being like, what the hell is this? And finding all the random games, like Mischief Makers, for example. And then yeah, you'd go home and play game. it, and you'd be like, this game is incredible. You know? This game's not worth it. But you know the other thing from, from video game stores? Uh, you know, like the demo stations, where you can actually just sit down. Like, yes. Yeah, you yes, just yes, play yes, like, the yes, random yes. things. Like, I remember going to Toys R Us. Um, I mean, obviously not a dedicated video game store, but playing like Amped for the first time on the Xbox, when the Xbox was first coming out, and I was like, man, this game is amazing. And I remember sitting there and like standing there playing Amped for like an hour, my dad just being like, Oliver, we need to go. We need to go home. <laughs> you know, but... I, I told, did I tell you recently that uh, we used to have a, a demo station in Macro for a NES, and it was to play the first level of Mario, but it was a two-minute demo? Yeah. And and the way they did it was they had a little hand inside the thing, like a little clip. Yeah, just like press the button, button. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's so good. We get really good at level one of Mario because of that. Exactly, speed. Um, but yeah, there was it was just this thing where like you would go on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever if it was if you were lucky to have shops that were open on a Sunday back then because this was also during a time when Sunday opening hours were, weren't a thing. Um, you you would go with your friends to these shops and spend hours just kind of standing there, just looking at the boxes, yeah, it, like taking in the artwork, getting accused of stealing, which I wasn't doing. Um, Loitering. Yeah. Loitering, effectively. We'd never really buy anything, but when we did buy something, it was usually quite expensive. Like, we'd buy a console or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, or you'd save up each month for a game, and then you'd buy your game and love it. Like, I, I'll never forget queuing outside that place for... Um, so, when I worked in... So, I worked in all the game shops in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked in one called Electronics Boutique, which got bought out by Game. Yeah. Game bought it out, closed the shop, and a, a guy that I was friends with at the time took my job mm. um, when it became Game. Uh, and they did a thing where the first five people to, to walk into the shop would get a N64 for 50 quid. Sorry, I'm choking on my tongue. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, I've got a really dry throat. Um, you get an N64 for 50 quid. And this was just after, like probably a year or two after the N64 had been launched. So it was still a thing. Yeah. And I remember turning up at the doors. Like, no, sorry, it wasn't N64. It was a PS2. And I turned up at the doors on my moped, ready to go, like thinking there was going to be a massive rush, and I was the only person there. Wow. <laughs> so watching, I was like, I want my console. They were like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Gave it to me, and I, I drove home with it in between my legs on the moped, because there's no storage on a moped for a PS2. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing with Tamagotchis as well. So we had a Woolworths oh opposite, the, opposite the game shop. Yeah. And we, 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 we learned that Woolworths were getting a stock of Tamagotchis in and a few weeks after they became popular, and this is when they were like gold dust. Mm. And they got five in. And I turned up again, expecting there to be no one there, and there must have been three hundred people queued outside the shop. Oh my by the, god! By the time we got, by the time we got to the opening, we went there the night before. There yeah. was no one there, but within an hour of us getting there, people started to queue behind us because oh, these wow. these things were like the toy at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I got a bit off topic there, but but no, no. Uh, I mean, game I, stores. I was gonna ask. So, like, did you ever go to any like on that note? Did you ever go into like midnight releases of games? Or, loads, like, you know, loads yeah. and loads and loads. So many, and we used to dress up for them sometimes as well. Oh, you, you were like the, you went for the cosplay and everything. Oh, yeah, that's so we did. cool, man. Um, we did a midnight release of uh, God. What was it? It was a Lord of the Rings game, but we went dressed up as uh, the main character from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So we all had towels over our shoulders. And I didn't understand the reference because I'd never seen it, but I was trying to be cool with my nerdy friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. I uh, realized how out of place that was when we actually got there, but whatever. It was still fun. Uh, we did a Harry Potter launch. Um, loads of Nintendo stuff because obviously we're both big Nintendo fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we did a Tomb Raider game. Uh, there, was, there was just so much stuff. Man, that's awesome. um, did you ever go to a midnight launch? Yeah, I went to I went to a midnight launch of um, Destiny and GTA. I think it was GTA Five, actually. Yeah, like surprisingly, I I mean, like it was just kind of like the me and my me and my uni mates at the time. We were just like, oh yeah, GTA is coming out. Do you want to go get it? And we were like, it's like midnight. I guess it's like it, we were like it was like it's eleven o'clock. I guess we should just walk around the corner to the game and just go wait, kind of thing. But it was really cool, like going going some of the midnight launch, launches for those games. I think I went to the, uh, I went to a midnight launch of Smash, uh, Smash Ultimate. Obviously, you know, as a kid, I couldn't go to these things because you know I was a kid, I wasn't allowed I did out. Did a Smash launch? Just want to think about it. Sorry, yeah, I did a Smash launch as well. Yeah, I went to the Smash launch of the Wii U version, um, which was awesome, uh, and. What else? Yeah, you I think it was... Launch the N64 version. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, yep. man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
But yeah. Was it, was it eight characters or 12 characters it had? 12, yeah. 12? Eight, eight oh. to start with, and then you unlocked four, four, four characters. Yeah. And I remember playing that game, and in the intro cutscene, if you haven't it's unlocked the, the characters. Yeah. yeah, it's the four silhouettes. And I remember yeah. saying to my brother, that's Darth Maul, dude. I'm telling you, it's Darth Maul. <laughs> it's Jigglypuff. 100%. Yeah, it was Jigglypuff and Captain yeah. Falcon. And I was like, yeah. who the fuck is Captain Falcon? He's pretty good. So. I mean, even today, people say that because we, we still haven't seen another F Zero game. Um, yeah, it's true. coming. We'll, we'll see it. We'll see it. I mean, Kaz. I mean, he's been murdered by so many characters now. So. Oh yeah, Kazuya killed him. So he's dead. Kazuya killed him. That's it. Mm. He's done. He's dead. So. But that was uh, that was nostalgia bite, and that was video game stores from the nineties. Yeah. Um, but as we've still got a few minutes left, I did want to something I spotted in the news, which just made me smile. Um, you remember when the PlayStation One started up, and you had that PlayStation logo? Yeah. It was like Sony Computer Entertainment. It was wow. all like a two D, looked like a JPEG. That whole thing is three dimensional to the point where you can rotate the logo. What? Like there's someone it's a discovered lie. it the other day. There's a, there's someone on Twitter. I, I I can't remember, but I'll put it in the tweet when we post the the podcast. Someone discovered they 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 pulled it out and rotated it in Maya, uh, and it it's really weird. Like <laughs> like it's got it's got it's got shit behind it. Like it's weird. Oh my god! This is like one of those like you know there's like. Before the internet, uh, there were the secrets in games, and people would like the you know, kind of the rumors be like, oh, you know, you can you can rotate the PS One logo if you hold these buttons down, and on yeah, the yeah. back yeah. it's got a cheat, it's got like a secret game. Oh, what it reminds yeah. me of is you, you've you've obviously played GameCube. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You know, you know when, when you hold down the trigger, hold Z. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you hold down Z and it goes, it spins around, it does that like whap 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 thing. Yeah, and then like you can get um, depending on how many controllers you had plugged in and the triggers you held down, it played a different uh the sound three of them. The music, yeah, the music yeah. was different. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But there was three really of them. Cool. It was. It was. You could also do that based on which button you pressed as well. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Uh, and there was that one where it was like a kid giggling at the end of it. It was like, <laughs> yeah. I hated that. Um, but yeah, what a strange discovery! Like, like what? Thirty years after the PlayStation came out. Oh, I love this. Years? I love this I love shit, it. man. Yeah. When when all um, the secrets start coming out of like you know like, and all the game as games get decompiled and you know stuff like that, and it's like, oh, why the fuck was this like like this? And yeah, there's all this thing. What does it do? <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. all. It's all the developers who were around there in like the 80s and 90s, and they were just like, that was the hacks of shit they had to do back then, and now it's kind of like law or culture. Well, it's just all on drugs as well at the time. Oh, I mean, yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, what's and living the... on like like hot pockets and microwave food. I mean, that's no different yeah. from 2021 developers. So, <clears throat> but anyway, so you know, uh... but yeah, I'm not on drugs. No, no, you're not. I'm um... just, I'm, I'm just, yeah. But that has been the Sunfire Tavern, <laughs> episode 40, this week. Uh, it's been a great conversation. I uh, hope everyone's enjoyed it. Got many, many more episodes to come. Here's to 40 more. Um, Ollie, do you have anything more to say before we close up? Um, no, I guess uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great week. And also, don't do drugs. Or do do drugs. But or do, do, yeah, or do, but... do, do, the ones, do the ones that are fine. Be, do the good ones. Just do be, good just, drugs. Just be safe and have, have a good time. Yeah. yeah, be selective of the yes. drugs that you do. Exactly. Um, so do some drugs, but not all drugs. Like, just a few. Do a few legal drugs. I hope, yeah. And uh... Where is this going? I don't know. Um, so this has been the Sunfire Tavern <laughs> episode 40, which is our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV. Next week, we're probably going to be looking at the Nostalgia Bite, a little preview. We're going to be looking at video game magazines, which I think we're going to have a lot to talk about on that one. Hell yeah. If you want to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern. Once I work out how to get Instagram working, we get a proper logo. Um, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to drop us an email, we really do encourage you that you do. You can do this through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. 
Thank you for listening. It's goodbye from me and goodbye from Ollie. See you guys. Ollie, say goodbye. There Bye. we go. Bye. Bye.